At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, welcome in. We are, of course, live from the NBA Summer League at the Thomas and Mack Really great show and tap for you today. Uh, Seth Part now is going to join us in about, uh, we'll call it 15 minutes, live on the set. Uh, former executive for the Milwaukee Bucks, works for the Athletic as well. We'll have a lot of good conversation about player evaluation, and uh, he's actually got a pretty good series up on the Athletic that uh, is going through at this point in terms of tiering players up and down throughout the NBA. Uh, we have a good schedule later today, too, when it comes to the NBA Summer League, it's a really deep card, gets started at 2 p.m., so it's going to be right after we get off of the set here. Some of the, uh, I would say, highlights of the NBA Summer League schedule later today. Matt Eumann's Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to go at it. Brooklyn Nets, uh, of course, with their solid roster that includes one Cam Thomas, uh, who has been a highlight of yours throughout the NBA Summer League, and the Golden State Warriors, who are taking on the Boston Celtics. And... The roster has been very impressive. Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Moses Moody have all had their moments throughout the summer league. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. I feel like the Warriors have a summer league big three tonight we're going to see on the court with Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody, who had a 34-point game last week. So uh, the Warriors uh, were getting a lot of play, let's say, overnight. Uh, They're a popular team tonight against the uh, Celtics. Their game's at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And uh, that's one team I definitely want to see. But like, uh, like we were talking about yesterday, I feel like the Warriors have a bright future, and you're going to see that on display tonight in that primetime game on ESPN. Kaminga, <laughs> Wiseman, and uh, Moody, the big three for uh, Golden State tonight against uh, the Boston Celtics. So that'll be the game of the, the night here at the uh, Summer League at the Thomas Mack Center. And uh, JVT, we've... Uh, We've seen some pretty good action here over the per- first, uh, what, six days yeah. of uh, the Summer League. And uh, you've been here for basically every game, right? Yes. Yep, I've been here for every single game. And what's been really cool is like when you look at some of like the the results are there, uh, but the players and the development of some of these guys and how well that they have played uh, has been the storyline for me. And you did get some bad news yesterday, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Orlando has decided, hey, you know what? Pallet McCarroll's pretty good. Uh, we're done here. So he's not going to play for the rest of the summer league. Oklahoma City got an 84-81 win over the Orlando Magic yesterday. Uh, that's the young core, too, that you're excited to watch, too, because that Oklahoma City team, uh, many thought that, that was the best roster coming into the NBA Summer League, favored to win the whole thing. 
something. Um, and Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, Robinson Earl, man, all of them have performed really well for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, look, I, I was talking with Amino Hassan earlier. We'll have this up on the YouTube page, Matt. But the important part, I think, about watching Summer League is, like, you get this sense of how good these teams are going to be in a few years. Remember, two years ago, the Memphis Grizzlies won the NBA Summer League. Brandon Clark was part of that core, right? That was a really good young team. And sure enough, what did the Grizzlies do yeah, last year? They were the second seed in the Western Conference and played really well without John Morant. So these games do matter to a certain extent. Yeah, by the way, did you hear what John Morant said yesterday about Michael Jordan? Uh, you know, and with 100% sincerity, he said that he would cook, jo that he would cook Michael Jordan. Um, also, a prominent media organization running with a longer quote that was actually um, right. incorrect and wrong right. uh, about John Morant. Not exactly what, <laughs> what John Morant said. But uh, uh, I think the, uh, the Warriors tonight are going to be the team to watch. And uh, like you said, anybody who was banking on the Orlando Magic winning the Summer League had to be disappointed because uh, – Paulo Bancaro has been shut down, like you said, for the rest of the summer league, and that pretty much uh, kills well, Orlando's chances of winning this uh, tournament. Yeah, well, it, I will say uh, the way that the format works, right, your top win percentages and then, of course, point differential. Uh, yes, I know the format of the NBA Summer League and how teams get there. Um, but that gets you into the championship game. Top two teams in terms of record and win percentage and then point differential. So Orlando could get there, right, in terms of, the NBA Summer League Championship game, if you are somebody who wants them to have some success in this league, shall we say, uh, that could potentially be there because of the damage they've done already. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Uh, really quickly, the rest of the schedule today, and at least in terms of some of the pieces and games that are worth watching, underrated game at 6 p.m. here uh, is going to be the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons because the Pacers, as we've talked about many times, really intriguing backcourt, a lot of good pieces there that they have among them, Andrew Demhard, Benedict Matherin, uh, and then, of course, the guys that we know, Dwayne Washington, Chris Duarte, and others they are taking on the Pistons, who have been a pretty intriguing team as well in terms of the uh, pieces that they have to offer, the depth, the young pieces that are out there too. Um, now, I have not seen an update. I was looking, unless you know, uh, I haven't seen the availability of Jaden Ivey and what's going to happen with him. We know that Ivey tweaked uh, his ankle, and usually when that's the case, you'll see guys go, eh, we're kind of done here. You know? Yeah, a lot of times they want to protect these players in the summer league, and uh, that's one reason Bancaro got shut down by the Magic. Hey, he was playing well. They've seen enough. Uh, no reason to risk injury with uh, the number one draft pick. And Jaden Ivey, obviously, uh, with the ankle injury, he had 11 points in the first five minutes of that game. I believe that was on Saturday. Is that right? Uh, yeah. And he landed on uh, someone's foot when he came down. So it was a sprained ankle. It looked to me like uh, just a minor twisted ankle, and I think he's going to be okay. But again, like I said, these teams tend to baby their stars in the summer league, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure that we would see Ivey on the floor. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this. It does game. seem that uh, Ivey is not going to be um, on the floor today. That's not an official report, so we'll see. But I would assume that's probably the case. You don't want to risk it. You've seen enough. The speed is real. Everything you've seen looks pretty good. Uh, so you move on from there. And you know, see if the Pistons were the actually needed to win games yeah. to make the playoffs, I think you'd probably see them on the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Obviously not the case out here. We're talking about there's rings at stake. No. There's rings at stake yeah. here. Uh, the other games that we did mention, Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks, eh, probably like the least sexy matchup on the board. And then you get Chicago Bulls, Toronto Raptors, which get us started today here. And uh, the nightcap, Battle of Los Angeles, Lakers and Clippers will go at it. The Lakers have names that you're intrigued to watch. A lot of people come out to watch them, right? Sharif O'Neal, Scottie Pippen Jr., all that. Uh, but from an um, intrigue standpoint, as you move forward into the year, not a lot there for the nightcap between the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah, what's your take on uh, Now, I watched Scottie Pippen Jr. play in college quite a bit. Mm. at Vanderbilt, and uh, I think he's got NBA ability. Sharif O'Neal, not sure I'd say the same thing. I think he needs a lot of development. What's your take on uh, how much you've been able to see those guys? And you haven't seen those guys a lot so far. Right. I was going to say, I, was, I haven't seen much. Like, the other night I was watching, and Sharif O'Neal stuck out a little bit. I think he had, like, it, there was the double overtime loss to the Hornets, where he had, like, 15 minutes off the bench. He only had a couple of points, but did grab seven rebounds. Like, there was some good stuff there when you're talking about mm -hmm. rebounding and the ability to do so. Uh, but there is nothing... Like, if you ask me about any of these other teams that I've watched, I've got more takeaways about guys like like uh, like Terry um, Eason from LSU. He's looked really good, I think, from uh, Houston. He's looked really good in the summer league stretch. I mentioned Ty Ty Washington, a bunch of dudes that stuck out to me and some others. Um, Christian Brown has looked good at times, too. Uh, but I think, for me, I have to watch more of the Lakers to actually come up with, I think, something that definitive at this point. The problem is, too, like I said, like the Lakers, like if you're ranking the teams that you really want to watch, the Lakers are a little bit further down the list because there's a lot of good young talent that uh, I think you want to see ahead of what the Los Angeles Lakers have, you know? And they're a little bit later. Yeah, I agree. And actually, uh, you know, we were talking about Pistons-Pacers just to bounce back to that game quickly. Benedict Matherin, the guard from Arizona, 
was one of the players I liked most here in the summer league. I want to see him play tonight, be uh, better to see him play opposite Jaden Ivey, go head-to-head, yep. -head, but that's not going to be the case, it appears. And uh, like you said, Hawks play the Heat, and uh, I think the Hawks have been one of the worst teams at the, at, in, in the yeah, summer league like so the far. Yeah, they have the worst point differential. They've been blown yeah. out, yeah. They've, uh, they have not been competitive, so uh, it's, they're 0-2. And off a, uh, I believe, a 32-point loss. Yes. So we'll see uh, if the Hawks can be a little bit more p competitive in that game tonight. And the Grizzlies and the Nets, I know you've got some uh, content coming up here either uh, tomorrow or later this week on Kevin Durant and some speculation that he might actually have to start this season in Brooklyn and not get the uh, trade he has requested right away. Yeah, and that actually ties into something that I, I wanted to mention. Uh, we did get to speak to Amino Hassan a little bit earlier today. We'll have that up. Uh, again, Visa and Live, both on Twitter and on YouTube. And uh, I brought it up to Amin, like, hey, look, you know, betting markets in terms of where Kevin Durant might end up, the Nets have kind of become the favorite because you mentioned as this kind of drags out and you look at the landscape overall, he, he thinks there's a pretty good shot that it's Brooklyn, actually, that he starts the season with. And it does make some sense. It's a four-year contract. They don't really have to move him at this point right now. And the other part about this is, uh, as we didn't really get to touch on it yesterday, it does seem like it is almost a certainty that the Indiana Pacers are going to have an offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton, and the Suns want to work out a sign-and-trade there that would send DeAndre Ayton to Indiana, Miles Turner back to the Phoenix Suns, right. and that would hurt the package that the Phoenix Suns have to offer. And we know the Suns are one of the teams that Kevin Durant wants to play for. So, like, all of these things, we kind of mentioned, like, the dominoes that have to fall for all this stuff to happen. It's why this is kind of dragged out, because there's so much that has to happen before, and teams like the Suns, like, if you're DeAndre Ayton, why would you wait around? You're like, no, I, I want to go to the place that wants to pay me. I'm going to go there. Screw this. Yeah. And so now Phoenix uh, maybe doesn't have the exact package to offer for Kevin Durant. What's well, a I'm, high asking price? You want yeah. all those draft picks. And Kevin Durant on top of that is uh, making somewhere around $48 million a year. Mm -hmm. And Not easy to make a trade for a guy like that. And the other teams, like that's why I, I took that bet on Toronto. Like again, when you look at the packages, like that the, these some of these teams have to offer. You know, we brought up Miami. I, I asked mm -hmm. Amin about Miami, and he, he said, like, yeah, you know, like Tyler Hero and whatever else they have to offer. There's really not that much there for the Miami Heat in terms of a package to offer for the Brooklyn Nets. That would be really tantalizing. So when you can talk about a package that's wrapped potentially around Scotty Barnes or whatever else the Raptors have to offer. Uh, I think it's going to end up there, but who knows? I mean, as the market has kind of adjusted here at this point, it does seem now on July 12th, and things change months away, it does look like Brooklyn's probably going to have Kevin Durant on the roster. Will he play is another thing. And also, by the way, that's worth noting, too, depending on what market you bet into, got to make sure the wording, right? First game played, for, yeah. right, for Kevin Durant? Or which team will he be on at the start of the league year? It's always important when you're talking about if you're betting into some of those markets. Uh, that's true. And also, from the player's perspective, too, these guys want to force trades. And uh, they want to dictate, manipulate uh, what's going to happen with their careers. And I understand that. When, when you're making that much money, you feel like you have that power. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay. He couldn't, he couldn't force his way out of Green Bay because he had a long-term right. – he was under contract. And that's the thing with uh, guys like Kevin Durant. Hey, if you want to dictate where you're going to play, stop signing these long-term deals. I know you're trying to get max money. But Kevin Durant's got plenty of money. If you know anything about his, the business aspect oh, yeah. of his uh, portfolio, mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's loaded. Uh, so you I think it, it's, it's to his disadvantage to sign those long-term deals because then you can't call your shot where you're going to go next. And if you're looking at the NBA right now, it's very difficult to make a deal with a guy like Durant for all you have to give up and then once you have to pay it. Look at James Harden. He, signed, yeah. he took a pay cut, yeah. but he's also signing a one-and-one. -one. There's mobility there if he wants it. All right, it's the Edge live from the NBA Summer League. We had a lot coming up a little bit later in the show. And remember, too, the baseball ben, uh, betting pentathlon. We will update our picks and more as we resume here from the Thomas & Mack Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the VSIN Summer Special, $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you get VSIN's daily best bets. And a lot more if you can want the full VSIN experience including every edition of Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine, betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it to cost us $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. All right, we're live from the Thomas and Mack Center, and a uh, special guest has given us some time today, Seth Partnow uh, from The Athletic, also formerly front office for the Milwaukee Bucks, director of basketball research, uh, is here with us. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. So I wanted to start with a couple of things in, uh, you know, First off, when we talk about the summer league, one of my big things has been like watching teams and also like development of players, right? That's part of this. You sure. see second-year players coming out here and everything. For you, as somebody who was a director of basketball research, who's a lot of your work is about evaluating players as well, uh, what, do you, what do executives look for when we're watching these things? Because you can't take a lot out of numbers. It's more about eye tests a little bit. Like, what are you watching at summer league games? That's a great question. Um, there's been some studies, especially first-year players, there's some value in, in kind of the numbers they put up in summer league. Um, for second-year players, it's mostly if you're a guy who has gotten NBA minutes and you aren't clearly, like, the best player on the floor. Right. Unless you're, like, doing something like, you know, Desmond Bain last year was, you know, playing point guard or something like that. Unless you're doing some kind of going outside what you would do in an NBA game on purpose for development purposes. If you're not, like, I don't want to say dominating, but clearly the best player on the floor. Yeah. It's a little bit of a problem. Right, because we were talking about the Quentin Grimes was the name that we keep bringing up in terms of second-year guy who looks like clearly in these games is the best player on the floor. Yeah, and it it doesn't even matter if the ball goes in or not when he's shooting. It's just like he's playing at a different speed, a slower speed. It's just like, okay, I can go here, calm down, I can shoot when I want to. And and, and frankly, he had a little bit of that last year, but Mm -hmm. this year it's even more, uh, more evident. Quentin Grimes, 24 points in each of the last two games. Which of the rookies uh, have impressed you the most? Um, I liked like the three minutes I saw of Jaden Ivey before. He <laughs> got, got eleven points in five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I've kind of liked what I've seen from Jaden Hardy. Um, a lot of the other players, uh, I've, I've sort of seen what I expected. I wasn't big on on, on Jabari Smith, uh, and I think some of those concerns have kind of showed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, seen the good and the bad of Chet Holmgren. Uh, ben Caro was, was pretty impressive when he played, though this is a this is a pretty good setting for yeah. someone of his skill set, so you kind of want to pump the brakes on that. So uh, one of the guys that it is, you talk about watching like three minutes of a dude, I don't think I've ever been more impressed with a single turnaround jumper than Shaden Sharp in, in that first game. And, and it's funny because like that's a guy who, like he's the mystery, right? There was the mystery going into the draft. He's the mystery as a player. The physical tools are clearly there. So like, what do you, when you watch a guy like Shaden Sharp and like at every turn you're like, we can't watch this dude. Like what is the purpose? Like the evaluation has to be impossible. Um, especially for someone like me who my evaluation starts from like a statistical standpoint. Yeah scares the crap out of me like I I just I is it uh, he's a he's the type of players like I I just don't have anything for you on that like you tell me you tell me this about him sure I have no way to say yes or no on that but you know if you're you've seen him in like grassroots and stuff like that 
when you're you're making this evaluation, I kind of have to. I can't go either way. The only thing I can say is the difference between a guy who has been sort of high profile and then played, stepped up the level of competition and played well against college players. There's always that sort of 10% of guys who it just doesn't happen when they move up, and so he hasn't passed that bar, and so there's just a little, there's a little extra bit of worry. Yep. All right, so I wanted to ask you about a piece that you wrote, and this was actually an older piece. Uh, it goes back to the playoffs, and it was about the, the margin of victories in playoffs. So uh, we, we view sport, uh, sports from a sports betting prism a lot of the times. And so when you look at it from the standpoint of, like, from a point spread, th these things weren't involved. Like, the team that was winning was covering games. These were uh, blowouts, per se. So can you kind of walk us through what the research said here? Because my whole thing has been, like, you know, it's a little different now. Basketball is different. The pace is higher. The three-point shot is more prevalent. A 10-point game, I think people call it a blowout. That's not necessarily the case in an NBA game anymore. It depends on where you get. If you get down to about six minutes, 10 points is still a pretty sizable yeah. margin in 98% of the time mm -hmm. or so a team's going to win. Um, the difference, that, what you're referring to is the, it's, it's so, the rubber band effect, basically. And it exists in a lot of sports. You can see it in hockey. You can see it in soccer where, like, the leading team, like, you know, turtles, basically, and, and the other team has a massive share of shots. Um, I, I'm not, we're not really sure what the mechanism is, but, you know, for NBA regular season games, at least, where there's, like, a moderate, like, you know, 18, 20, 24-point lead, something like that, the trailing team tends to outperform for the rest of the game than the leading team, not to the point where the game actually gets competitive, but just kind of gets closer. That effect is still present a little in the playoffs, but to a far lesser extent. Mm. Basically, if you wanted me to speculate on what's going on, the teams don't take their foot off the gas in the playoffs because, you know, you lose a regular season game because you were messing around or someone got extra minutes or something like that. It's like, well, that sucked. Let's run more in practice tomorrow. Right. Uh, whereas if you do it in the playoffs, like, that gets people fired. So yeah. <laughs> there's a, just a little bit uh, of difference in the level of desperation there. So would it be possible that, like, when you talked about the format of these last playoffs, too, where it was day off, day on, day off, day on, is there also a tendency for a team that's down in, like, 90 seconds? Like, a 10-point deficit in 90 seconds is not insurmountable. But if you're down, you're like, man, we got to play again in 48 hours. Like, let's get out of here. We're only down one nothing in the series. Let's take our foot off the gas, and let's move on to the next game of the best of seven. I, I really don't think that's it. No. I, I, but I uh, – um, yeah, no, I – I, I don't think that's really it at all. I think that, that um, you know, the, if anything, teams don't, teams leave starters in the game when there's kind of very little chance of, of, of bringing it back longer in the playoffs, just, you know, out of sort of the desperation of saving the situation. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I just, I, I think it's much more kind of the leading team, not... Speaking of uh, the leading team, how about the NBA Finals? The uh, Celtics led 2-1. Did you, were you, how surprised were you, if at all, that the Warriors came back and kicked their butts in the next three games? Because <laughs> um, we, we were pro Celtics, I was and I uh, didn't really surprised. see that coming. <laughs> yeah. I was some surprised, but the Celtics all playoffs showed a tendency to have not just bad half-court offense, but right. half-court offense that was bad in a way that gave points to the other team. And they did that, you know, a little bit against Brooklyn, kind of got away with it. Did it against Milwaukee, got away with it. Did it against Miami. Miami didn't have enough talent on the floor to really take advantage of it. You do that against Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. and, and that was really, honestly, that was the difference in the series. Like, Golden State's offense was, you know, basically flat across the series. Two games, Boston won. They had really good half-court offense. The other four games, it was worst in the league. How uh, well have the Warriors set themselves up for the future, do you think? When Tonight, we're going to see Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, and Moses Moody on the floor together. Mm, I mean, Moody and Kaminga, I think you can feel pretty good about being NBA rotation players. Wiseman is still way to be determined, I okay. think. Yeah. Um, just in terms of not having seen him. And frankly, a guy in his third year playing in a summer league game, okay, he's bigger and, and more athletic, but beyond that, it's really hard to glean much from that. So up on the up on the athletic, you guys are releasing your, uh, you're doing your uh, player tiers, right? Your top five tiers. And uh, I'm sure your mentions are great. I'm sure a lot of people are reading your intros and understanding how these are working. Mm -hmm. So let's build on the Celtics thing then, because Danilo Gallinari and Malcolm Brogdon get added to the mix here for the Boston Celtics in the offseason. Although the Brogdon thing I don't think is official yet because of everything with the physical or something like that, but it's allegedly going to happen. Yeah. Um, from a player evaluation standpoint, those two pieces added to what the Boston Celtics were last year. What is the improvement, if any? 
Uh, I think Brogdon's going to help them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand the other one, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, just the way their team is constructed. I mean, adding a giant blinking red light, yeah. go at this guy on defense in, in Gallinari, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't totally understand. No? no? So with Brogdon, too, I thought when you look at, like, what they needed, you talked about their half-court offense. A dude who's played a majority of his minutes at point guard throughout the entire career for the Indiana Pacers, kind of a combo dude. Like, mm-hmm. he can kind of fit. Like, he's not going to start, but he'll fit with yeah. any one of the rotation guys that they throw out there, right? He, like... If had he been healthy, he would be kind of one of the more in-demand kind of whether he's a role player or or something slightly above that in-demand because his skill set fits so well with kind of any he can shoot off the ball, he can play on the ball, he can play second side pick and roll, he can do a lot of things that it can help any offense. So I think that he fills a lot of gaps they had. They needed one more shooter. Yeah. They needed one more playmaker on the perimeter. And, you know, he is he elite at those things? No. Is he very good to the point where if he got the minutes that Peyton Pritchard got in the finals, does Boston win that series? Maybe, maybe not. But you think that they're cha- you like chance the chances? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll get you out of here on this last 60 seconds. Uh, betting market-wise, and a lot of it ties into liability, uh, the Boston Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Would you agree with that? Going into next season? Yeah. Mm, they're on the short list. I think if you made me pick, I would go with the Bucks. Yeah. And that's not a homer pick. That's best player. That's, <laughs> that's be, no, that's best player wins. And Giannis is in the very short list of best players on the planet. And Jason Tatum showed a little bit in the finals that as good as he is, there's a little bit of a gap there between him and like the very top players in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Seth Part now at The Athletic. Uh, work's very much worth it. Uh, I'm like halfway through your book. Mid-Range Theory is also uh, the book, so you want to go check that out as well if you're any interested in that. Uh, when we come back, we got a lot left to get to. We have more baseball to talk about, too. We have the betting pentathlon selections, of course, for you as well. And then coming up uh, in a little bit, uh, we are going to talk a little bit of sports betting with uh, a very important person in the NBA. So we'll discuss that from the league's perspective on the other side. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, Blue Moon is going to be featured in this segment, JVT, and uh, my promo is uh, not loading. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead and do that from there. Here we go. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of 62500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. That's all I got. Oh, okay, all right. Thank God your thing loaded because uh, there was no way I was pulling that up in time. Uh, all right, we're live from the NBA Summer League uh, for the Edge, of course, out here all week. Uh, thanks again to Seth Partner who joined us, a former, of course, Milwaukee Buck executive and a writer at The Athletic Now. Uh, let's talk a little, though, about the performances from last night. And actually, one of the guys that I mentioned is on that list. Uh, got to watch that game myself after the show yesterday. Uh, Terry Eason for the Houston Rockets, leading them to a victory. Second uh-huh. half comeback against the San Antonio Spurs, or the Summer League San Antonio Spurs. You were impressed with one Terry Eason, huh? Well, I was, actually. Uh, was former, I think it's Tari. Am I messing Tari up the name? Eason. Yeah, Tari, Tari Eason. Eason. Excuse me. Former LSU player. Uh, had a big game last night. And, uh, you know, a lot of the focus on the Rockets is always going to be on Jabari Smith because he's the number three pick. But Tari Eason uh, last night, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Rockets beat the Spurs 97-84. This guy was really one of the best uh, players in the SEC, really talented uh, wing. And uh, Jabari Smith last night kind of played second fiddle to him. I thought even though Smith had a nice game, 19 points, nine rebounds, and he hit three threes for the Rockets. And that's one thing about Jabari Smith. He's a really good three-point shooter. And uh, that was why so many people thought he was going to be the number one pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, he does have some holes in his game. And uh, Tari Eason's guy, I think, is probably going to have a a significant impact for the Rockets this season. So don't just focus on Jabari Smith. Uh, Consider Eason, too as a guy who's going to make a difference for the Rockets. I want to look at the top two guys on this list of uh, Monday's NBA Summer League stars. How about Trey Murphy III? Uh, a guy who played at Virginia, finished his career for the Cavaliers and Tony Bennett uh, last night. His shooting was on display. He hit three threes as well. 
put up 30 points, the highest score of the day here at the Summer League, and the Pelicans routed the Hawks. Talked about how bad the Hawks have been. 101-73. to So a blowout loss last night for the Hawks and Trey Murphy with a big night for the Pelicans. And also Matt Ryan. You probably don't remember Matt Ryan much from college. What, Boston College, right? Not the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, took, a, took a break from uh, getting ready to lead the Colts to victory to then come over here to the Summer League and ball out a little bit. Yeah, no? I think uh, the Matt Ryan addition for the Colts uh, could be a big one this season. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to make a big difference for the Boston Celtics. But last night he did in the Summer League 23 points. He banked in a three at the buzzer. Did yeah. you see the shot? And he injured his ankle. On the play, the Celtics took down the Bucks, 111 to 109. Matt Ryan's guy started his career at Notre Dame, then went to Vandy. He was a single-digit scorer. Well, yeah. he wasn't much of a player. Finished his career at Chattanooga and went undrafted in 2020, a six-seven forward. Uh, when I watched that game last night, I was like, "Wow, that's where Matt Ryan ended up." I uh, hadn't really thought about him much uh, since he uh, left Notre Dame and uh, Vandy, uh, but finished his career at Chattanooga and then with the Celtics last night had a big game. And uh, made an impression. How about Chet Holmgren? We talked a little bit about uh, Holmgren with our previous guest. You've seen some good and some bad. I think more good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last night, Holmgren, 7 for 10 from the field, 16 points, 10 rebounds. He's been a a shot blocker throughout the summer league. The Thunder beat the Magic 84-81. And, again, that's a Magic team without Paulo Bancaro. So we didn't get to see those two guys match up at any point last night. A little bit of a disappointment. But I think Chet Holmgren is going to have a solid rookie season. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to resist trying to make uh, any long-term predictions on what uh, his career is going to look like in the association. He's such a different player yeah. than what we've seen before. I mean, he's got a Kevin Durant type of body, but I don't think he's Kevin Durant. Yeah, you know? I would agree. And, and look, I keep saying this about a Jabari Smith Jr. We were talking about that uh, with Seth Parton. Now, like, I think more, and you can speak to this too. You watch him a little bit more in college. I think he's a guy that once he gets on the floor with a Jabari Green, uh, excuse me, Jabari Green, uh, Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr., like a really dynamic backcourt yeah. that they have, all of a sudden the floor is going to open way up. He's going to be a lot, the, ca- the passes, and he's going to be catching. He's going to be wide open in terms of shot selection. Like all those things are going to change for him. And point. I think he's going to look a lot different when you get to like actual NBA games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be fair. And also, I should also point out, as you put Trey Murphy the third up there, as you talk about the second, uh, second year guys, they're going into their second year, you want to see that they look at times like the best basketball player on the court. Well, Trey Murphy, there's one of them. Uh, played in, I think, 64 games last year for the Pelicans. Shot 38% on three-point attempts, uh, three three-point attempts per game. Uh, looking really good, too. So that's what you want to see. There are takeaways that you can have. Trey Murphy, obviously, one of them. So. No question. All right, let's talk baseball. baseball. We got the uh, VSEN baseball Not feeling good, man. Pentathlon. What's that? Not feeling great. <laughs> Feel good about the way we started. Yes. Last but- night, we had the uh, Mets Braves under seven. Mets won the game four to one. How good has Mad Max Scherzer been? And his uh, first two starts back from injury. How about this? 13 innings, six hits, excuse me, five hits. 13 innings, five hits, one earned run. And this is the part that blows me away. Mm. 20 strikeouts and no walks. Yep. Look really good, man. Mad Max uh, nearly unhittable last night, and the Mets win the game 4-1. to So we start off with a winner under the total of seven. I don't really feel confident about tonight's card. In no. fact, uh, my, my words to you today was this was a bleep card and uh, we got to try to come up with a couple of winners. Yeah, we do. And uh, let's start with the underdog aspect, because this is the one you and I agreed on pretty early, and that's why I don't really feel great, because when you're, you're wagering on a team that is and 3-7 uh, against their opponent in the season, and uh, it is a team that has not been playing very consistent baseball, it is not the best case. But we got to pick an underdog. So we, we went to Southern California and uh, picked the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Noah Syndergaard, plus 115, getting the start against the Houston Astros and Luis Garcia. Now, uh, part of this is, and you and I have discussed this on the show before, Syndergaard at home, pretty good splits. 262 ERA, 356 fielding independent. Now, his last two home starts did not really go well. He gave up eight earned runs over his last two. It was uh, Royals and White Sox, if I remember correctly, in terms of the starts that he made. It's one that I think you hold your nose and play, but the betting market's in agreement. Actually opened up plus 120, some spots down to plus 110. So Syndergaard's getting to play here. I think he's more of a backable guy at home as opposed to on the road. The splits say that, so we're going Angels, plus 115, huh? If the Angels were on the road, we would not be making this play. Right, yes, yeah, but they are at home. We can back Syndergaard at home and hope for the best, and uh, hopefully Trout and Otani uh, show up tonight. I think uh, Syndergaard is much better, much more effective pitcher when he's in Anaheim. Do you want the bad numbers for us in this matchup? Well, I know there are plenty of bad numbers. That's why we're on the underdog. But how about Luis Garcia, though? This is, this if you're is on the underdog, nuts. there's always going to be yeah, negative that's, numbers. That's a good point. I just, it's worth pointing out here, though, for this matchup. Luis Garcia, 
How about his road splits? 237 ERA and a 379 fielding independent. So uh, I kind of trust Indergard to an extent, but it's about this Angels lineup and being able to get to Garcia, who's been awesome away from Houston. So. Well, we're also betting against a much better team. Yes, a team that has uh, beat the crap out of the Angels all throughout the regular season and is playing some really good baseball. I, it was hard to find a quality underdog on today's card, and you and I talked about this. There's strategy that goes into a contest like this as well. So yep. yesterday, everybody, there's like 10 – uh, competitors in this contest, 10 different shows or handicappers would be sin. Mm -hmm. And yesterday we all had to pick a total. Today we've all got to pick one favorite and one underdog. So you and I debated, should we play the Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. Uh, because the Reds right now, you can get about plus 250, 260. That's the best number out there. If we played the Reds as underdogs today and they happen to upset the Yankees and Garrett Cole in the Bronx, we're probably going to win this right. baseball Over a short contest. sample size? Right. Yeah, they're going to seal it up. So we could take a shot with the Reds and try to win it right there. Or we could say, hey, let's just try to pick more winners. Mm -hmm. we got to play five games this week. Let's try to hit four winners or five winners and just try to win the contest. Let's, single. let's just get some singles, yeah. right? Just get out there and get some movement. I will say, too, part of it was strategy, but also was, like, if you look at Graham Ashcraft's underlying numbers, there's a case to be made that maybe he's a little undervalued. And we've talked about Cole before and whatnot, and they're always mm -hmm. going to be a little higher priced. So from, like, a price standpoint, when this got to over $3, like the Yankees were minus 310 in some spots, that's where I was like, ah, you know, the Reds might be kind of worth it from a price standpoint. But like you said, it's a contest. There's strategy involved. No need to really take the shot when you can just hit some singles and – Try to get on the board. I was tempted. Yeah. Tempted by the Reds, a plus 250. Well, you and I both brought it up with before talking to each other, yeah. so we're yeah. thinking the same thing. Uh, we had to pick one favorite today, too. One dog, one favorite. And uh, we had three favorites we were debating. And uh, who were the two we decided not to go with? San Diego Padres, Clevenger on the hill. He's like a $1.36 favorite on the road. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first one up there. Not really sure if I trust the Padres lineup to create enough offense for us. Clevenger's been solid. Um, and I'll the, tell you what, though, yeah. with Manny Machado back, I watched that game last night. He makes just a big difference in that lineup. He really does. Uh, the other was the Minnesota Twins, who are getting the start, uh, or excuse me, who are getting to face Jason Alexander, who has not been playing very well. Uh, I know you don't like his numbers, 475 ERA, but the more important, 172 whip. It has been a problem for Alexander. And the underlying numbers don't paint a picture of success coming either. Twins, very popular play in the contest today, I believe, but we decided to go with the Dodgers. Yep, so we uh, go with the Dodgers. Dodgers are red hot right now. Mookie Betts is back, and the Dodgers have won 11 of 12. And, uh, you know, I don't love the pitching matchup, but I like it a little bit. We're going to go with Mitch White tonight at minus 152. That's the uh, current price at the Westgate Sportsbook. There you go. So we're going Southern California here. We're going L.A. Dodgers minus 152. Angels plus 115 for our MLB betting pentathlon selections as we uh, try to gain a victory, maybe, hopefully. Uh, that is the case. You always want to be positive, but you don't want to be overly confident, right? That's always a problem. All right, let's take our break. On the other side, uh, this is exciting. Can't wait to talk. Scott Coffin-Ross is going to join us, Senior Vice President, Head of Gaming and uh, New Business Ventures for the NBA. Talk a little bit about the NBA standpoint when it comes to gambling, some other topics, uh, and some popular ones as well that include injury reports, what the NBA is doing, some certain things as well when it comes to the sports betting space. It's The Edge, live from the Thomas & Mack Center for Summer League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? We mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh starts here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. And warning, this product does contain nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. We are live from the NBA Summer League Concourse of the Thomas and Mack Center. Our guest right now sitting at this uh, desk with us, Scott Kaufman-Ross, Senior Vice President, Head of Gaming, New Business Ventures at the NBA. So we appreciate a couple of minutes uh, talk about a lot of topics. How you doing, man? How's Vegas treating you so far? Love Vegas in July. A yep. L- little hot, but a lot going on. So love the Summer League. Gotten off to a great start. Um, and happy to be here with you guys. It's only a buck 12 outside. So you'll, 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 do, you'll deal with it. No humidity, right. though. Yeah. <laughs> 90 in New York might be worse. Yeah, I think All it right. is. So th- there's a lot of topics we wanted to discuss in the, in the short 10 minutes that we got you. So let's just start with like some big picture stuff. Uh, NBA at a time a few years back, uh, right? The op-ed, everything like that, has been at the forefront when it comes to sports leagues, gambling, hand-in-hand, whatnot. So from a standpoint of like kind of being the leader and embracing all of this, the NBA seems to have taken somewhat of a pride in doing that, no? Well, yeah, as, as you mentioned, you know, we were the first professional sports league in the U.S. to embrace sports betting with uh, Commissioner Silver writing that op-ed in 2014. And, you know, when we did that at the time, it was because there was a recognition that, you know, the federal prohibition was not working. It was just proving to push the market into the offshore, into the underground, where it couldn't be monitored, it couldn't be regulated. And, you know, we're in a better position to protect the integrity of our game in a regulated market where there's transparency, where there's information sharing. Um, and so that was the primary reason we changed our position. But, you know, of course, we also are well aware that it's good for fan engagement. You know, yeah. people who bet on sports, they watch, you know, the research is pretty clear. They watch more games. They watch for longer periods of time. And, you know, we think it's a healthier ecosystem for a regulated market with transparency and where we actually have relationships with the betting industry and share information. Well, and with engagement, too, we were just talking with our last guest, Seth Partnow, uh, about the margins of victories, right, in the postseason. Uh, well, somebody who is engaged from a sports betting standpoint, a 10-point game is different for somebody who's catching seven in a matchup as opposed to who's just watching to see what the outcome's going to be. Yeah, for sure. It's it. People have interest in what's happening beyond just the final score. And, you know, and it's not just, you know, quarters and spreads and money lines anymore. It's props and same game parlays, which have become obviously very popular. And so everybody is rooting for something. And, and we are, you know, we know that is a, a good thing for our product, that, that people are more engaged and they're, they're again, it, it keeps them engaged in the product. They're watching for longer periods of time and, and there are definitely benefits from it. Yeah, during the playoffs, it really seemed to upset Woj from ESPN there one day. He was <laughs> upset about the uh, player props. In Boston, the, the made fans, fans react to Boston. It's crazy. Obviously, sports betting partnerships create a, a new revenue stream for these leagues, and the NBA included. I'm curious um, where things are headed next uh, for the association. And when I, I think there's maybe uh, the Washington Wizards have a sports book in their arena. Uh, Chicago Cubs are about, they're putting one in now at Wrigley Field. Is that something we're going to see more of in the association? Sure. Well, the uh, 
ability to have a sports book in your arena is really a function of the legislation in that state. So in DC, it allowed each of the arenas to have a sports book and have mobile betting within a couple square block radius of the arena. Uh, in uh, Arizona, uh, the, there is a FanDuel sports book in where the Suns play. Um, and so that was something that was part of the Arizona legislation. We're going to see something similar in Cleveland. Uh, the Cavaliers had, did a deal with Caesars. Uh, so there's going to be a Caesars sports book there. So that is more of a function of what the state will allow and what's part of their legislation. You know, certainly our teams are excited about that, you know, and to be able to engage their fans on days when, you know, they don't even have live games and be able to bring their fans to the arena, keep them after the game closes. You, do, you listen to Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Wizards, talk about this. You know, he talks about turning the arena into a 365-day destination and, you know, turning it on on dark days, keeping people after the game ends, getting them there early. And so they definitely see it as a mechanism to drive traffic to the arena, and they're very excited about it. But again, it's a, it's a function of the state legislation more than it is what we allow. Mm -hmm. So I'm somebody who bets on your guys' league pretty much every day throughout the regular season. And I think one of the things that sticks out, obviously, we, we have lots of talks about load management, but that's more big picture stuff. For me, my question would be for the NBA, the steps you're taking in terms of availability for some of these players, right? There have been times, I'll give you one example specifically, you know, if you follow the league on an everyday basis like I did, you knew that Giannis Antetokounmpo going into the second leg of a back-to-back -back against Toronto was kind of dealing with something, but an hour before the game, pops up on the injury report, doesn't play. Those types of things, the NBA, like what is the steps that the NBA is taking to kind of make sure that it's on an even playing field for betters as well who are watching the league? Sure. Uh, player availability is a key issue for our league and something the commissioner has been very outspoken about that we're focused on as we you know, continue to engage with the players union on collective bargaining and, and what that might look like and ways we can solve that. Um, you know, one of the things we did a couple of years ago is we changed our starting lineup procedure. It, it used to be such that you announced the starting lineup 10 minutes before the game. We moved that to 30 minutes before the game. And, you know, we did that under the, the broader uh, project of just increasing transparency and making sure that our fans know what's happening. They want to know which players are going to be on the court. But, you know, we were cognizant that for sports betting, that was very helpful for daily fantasy and traditional fantasy. That was helpful. So we did make that change a couple of years ago that teams now need to declare their starting lineup 30 minutes prior rather than 10 to give fans a little bit more time to react to that information. Is that something Adam Silver's talked with you about that uh, it's got to be an emphasis when you, when you have these working partnerships with uh, sports betting companies that uh, you have to, the teams have to be more transparent about who's playing. And I know it's, it's a complicated issue because it's not easy. That's not an easy thing to solve. Uh, our desire to improve transparency is broader than sports betting. It's yeah. just a thing that we believe we owe our fans. Our, our fans are, many of them are diehard fans. They, they want to know, they're coming to games, they're watching games, they're engaging, you know, through fantasy, through betting. And we feel we owe it to our fans to be as transparent as we can about what's going to be on the court. So certainly sports betting was a consideration, but the, the goal of transparency goes far beyond that. So on the, on the thought of transparency, what does the league think like when after a semifinal loss to uh, the Dallas Mavericks, there's a report that comes out that like, ah, Chris Paul was dealing with a quad injury. Or after that final series, oh, actually LeBron punched a board, he allegedly broke his hand, and he comes out in like a sling or something like that. Those are things that weren't on the injury report. And look, there's some competitive nature, right, especially when we're talking about postseason series. Uh, but from, uh, from our aspect, you know, that's something that, hey, you should probably be on an injury report. That should be something that is out there. How does the league view that when those reports come out after series? It's a challenging one, and to, to the point that you made, it is a competitive issue. Yeah. You know, if if a player knows that someone else is, a, you know, their right arm is hurting, they, they might defend them differently. They might go at them in a different way, and you know that certainly is a, a problem for for the team on the court. You know, our player availability rules are focused on will you play in the game, mm -hmm. and if the player is not at risk of not playing, if they're going to play in the game, that is what we disclose. It's, if, if, you know, we have a long season, we have 82 games and the playoffs go another couple of months. If players had disclosed every nick and every ailment, everything that was bothering them, it would be a very long list. And so, you know, yeah, we try to strike that balance of injury reporting versus just, you know, bumps and bruises that happen over the course of the year. And so our test really is, are you going to play in the game? Okay. And there's a couple of things that came up in the playoffs, right, with the Sixers or the uh, and the Suns. You know, and I think I, that's what I was going to ask you. You guys did take steps. I think the Suns were fined when it came to Devin Booker and his status, uh, Joel Embiid and his status as well. So it does seem like there are steps in your in your area, which you are telling these teams from through fines and whatnot that. These are kind of things that you can't really fly by the seat of your pants when it comes to status. For sure. And again, it, it's largely tied to will the player play. And yeah. we have, you know, the, similar to other sports, you know, the questionable, doubtful, and all that stuff has to be declared either the night before or if it's a back-to-back -back earlier that day. So, um, you know, we do require the disclosure of that information. But again, when you get into the, hey, a player bumps and bruises, et cetera, and where is that line, it becomes a little bit of a challenge. Yeah.
All right, so I, one of the things that I think we don't really cover a lot of um, is uh, the other side of this, right? The dark, kind of dark side of, of what happens when it comes to sports gambling. Uh, if you're watching NFL Sundays, for example, you see Steve, Steve Mariucci up on the chalkboard, right? Like, hey, limit your bets, watch everything like that. So the NBA steps in terms of getting messages out there to problem gamblers and what you're doing there. Uh, what's kind of been that journey like? Sure, we, we've done a few things. Uh, first, we are a, a member of the National Council on Problem Gaming, so we work with that organization and regularly share information and try to learn best practices about how we can educate our fans on responsible gaming. We also have a public service announcement that, that runs in our games. It's narrated by Kevin Harlan, so that's run in our games for the past couple of years. Um, and then, look, I think the other thing that we're doing is we try to look at sports betting as what we call an opt-in experience. You know, we think betting should be a, a pull, not a push. We shouldn't be pushing sports betting on our fans, but if they want it, we want to make it available. Uh, a perfect example of that is something we're doing with DraftKings on NBA BetStream. Uh, that is a betting-focused telecast, so it is a separate telecast of the game that focuses on betting commentary, has odds and lines integrated. We're not trying to bring all of that into the primary broadcast, but we're making it available for those that want it. So we're trying to you know, do this pull versus push, and that, that is a way that we can have people raise their hand they want sports betting without pushing it onto people that you know, may be problem gamers, may be underage, may be susceptible to that type of thing. And, and that's really driven a lot of our decision making on what we make available for sports betting and what we don't. Yep. Scott Coppin-Ross, again, Senior VP, Head of Gaming, New Business Ventures, NBA. Uh, we are up against it, but we really appreciate some time today, man. Thank you very much. You got it. Good to be here. Uh -huh. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, we're all done. Uh, of course, My Guys in the Desert coming up next year on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make sure you check that out and also go up to the website if you want updates on the betting pentathlon standings. Uh, our picks again for those who are just uh, tuning in with the uh, two L.A. teams, Dodgers and Angels today as part of the competition. Uh, we are back from the Thomas and Mack Center tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. And also go to YouTube, Beeson Live, and Twitter. we got some good stuff coming up in a couple of minutes. Until then, my guys in the desert. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.